Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Welcome, listeners. Do you know what you're listening to? Hope so. <laughs> this is Go Your Own Way. Good intro, guys. Well done. We're doing so good. So concise. Who said that stuff? This is Eric. <laughs> And I'm Jen. And I'm Peter. What did we play last week? What store did we do? Fish fillet? I think. Fish fillet. That's right. story where the title had nothing to do with the story. That's right. Spoilers. Maybe there was an alternate path that involved more fish fillets. Or just any fish fillets. Yeah, maybe. We just, we just missed it. Uh-huh. And it was my turn to pick this week, and I didn't realize that until a few seconds before we started recording, because I'm smart. But I remembered that I have one more book, uh, physical book, in my personal library that we could play. So we're going off of the internet this week (laughs) to play... Physical objects? How quaint. I know. It's not even an e-book. Um, so we're going to play Prisoner of the Ant People by R8 Montgomery. Awesome. This is Choose Your Own Adventure number 10, one of the early ones. And this came out in 1983. I'm going to read the description first from the back of the thing. You have been a research member of the Zondo Quest Group 2 for three years. Your mission, combat the evil power master, a little-known entity who is attempting to destroy individual planets one by one in his quest to control the universe. New rumors swirl that the evil power master has formed an alliance with the fearsome ant people. And today, most members of your team are missing. Are they playing a prank, or have they become prisoners of the ant people? I feel like that's a weird sort of dichotomy to jump straight to. Is this a prank, or are they prisoners of the ant people? (laughs) Like, there should be some possibilities between those two options, I feel. Well, maybe things were different back in 1983. Maybe tensions were higher. Alright, let's start. You are sitting at home in your living sphere, a perfectly round, gravity-free structure. A hologram generator sits next to the entire entrance... Sorry next to the entrance hatch, ready to be switched on. You can choose from 17,000 different environments, and for today, you have decided on a villa in the Greek town of Minos in the 3rd century BC. You switch on the generator. Instantly you are there, or at least it seems as though you are. Your sphere is now a villa. You can hear voices in the street outside, and you can smell fresh thyme and wildflowers. But just as you are about to relax at the villa, the hologram generator clicks off. You are back to your dull, old, white, walled sphere. Drat, what's up now, you say. The concealed speaker hisses, and then you hear the announcement. Emergency, emergency. All Zondo Quest Group 2 members go immediately to the command chamber. Repeat, immediately. You are out of your room and into the free-fall communication tube in seconds. You have been a member of Zondo Quest Group 2 for three years now. 
Your amazing talent with computers led you to the attention of the special group of researchers, a collection of the finest minds from Earth, Mars, and planet F-32, a planet at the outer rim of the galaxy. Planet F-32 has a real name, but no one can pronounce it. For seven years, the Zondo Quest group has been working around the clock and three shifts of three. The group's mission is to combat the evil power master, an entity nobody knows much about, who is trying to destroy individual planets one by one. The evil power master has unlocked some of the secrets of the universe and is able to cause the disintegration of matter. Everything crumbles as molecules break up and atoms fall apart, sometimes with devastating explosions. The Zondo Quest group is in overdrive to find out how the evil Power Master is doing this and stop him or her or it. It's rumored that other groups of concerned beings are also on the trail of the evil Power Master. You haven't run into them yet. You were selected. There's lots of reading listeners. Mm-hmm. You guys should say something funny to break up my reading. I mean, thank God he named himself the Evil Power Master. Otherwise, he would be <laughs> much more difficult to identify as a bad influence on the universe. Yeah, I mean, if he was the nice Power Master, who knows? Right, yeah. Like, every once in a while, I'll see a company name where I'm like, did you did you want to sound like you were being run by a supervillain? Like, the other day I saw a company called Cerberus Investments, and I'm like, did you... <laughs> what were you thinking? It just sounds evil. It does. Like, it sounds like... It sounds like... Like, like that's comic book supervillainry. And you're just, like, embracing it. Like, alright. Well, but if you have the power to, like, destroy matter itself, then I guess you can call yourself the evil power master and not really worry about anything. Because nobody no, that's can really fair. stop you. Right, yeah. You don't necessarily at that point need to be playing, like, behind-the-scenes games. You can, just, you can afford to be just out front evil. That's true. Good point. Let's keep going, listeners. Ooh. You were selected by the researchers to be trained in the Computer Organized Laser Miniaturization Program, also known as COLMP. C-O-L-M-P. That's a horrible acronym. <laughs> I was expecting it to make an actual word, but it didn't. It's just dumb. <laughs> um... They wanted a young person to try new approaches. That's just fine with you, but it, it has been tough, very tough. There is no time for fun, only work followed by more work. When you asked your group leader about it, Randoxal responded in its squeaky mechanical voice, We must stop the evil power master now. If we do not, there will be no repeat, no hope for any of us. All will disappear like smoke in the wind. We must get into the building blocks of the universe. Only then can we develop a plan to stop the evil power master from tearing them apart. We must succeed. 
It clanked several times and squished its soft plastic hands together. You weren't sure whether or not you believed this mechanical creature from F-32, but at least you'd been given an answer. Later, you checked with your second teammate, F-L-P-P-T-O. That's a horrible spelling. I'm just going to call him Frank. <laughs> a Martian who not even like flip. Earth-like. What's that? Not even like Flip? Flip. Fine, he's called Flip, and he's a Martian. All right. Flip the Martian. Lovely. Flip confirmed Randoxel's story, but he also said that he wouldn't really mind if Entropy overcame the universe. Personally, I, uh, I'd find it interesting to break up into minute pieces you never know what would happen you'd be dead flip come on dumb aliens um with a slight bounce you come to rest on the artificial grass of the research chamber rendoxel hovers in the center of the room emitting its usual orange glow This time, though, it has a brighter orange than usual, almost a red. Its plastic flipper-like arms are quietly tucked away in its dull blue and green metallic shell. Flip sits nearby in a foam jelly chair. He calmly folds a piece of used computer printout into the shape of a spaceship and proceeds to toss it into the air with a smile. You can tell that Randoxel doesn't like such unprofessional behavior, but it ignores Flippo. Or flip, whatever the hell this thing's called. Well, what's up, you ask. Rendoxel swivels toward you and speaks. All members of the Rimpoach team are missing. The Rimpoach team members entered the research lab at the 000170 appointed phase, but have not come out. They are gone. Go away, kitty. <laughs> You take a seat in another foam jelly chair and lean back. Oh, you know, they're Minervians. It's one of their games. They'll be back. Rendoxel bleeps loudly at you, its usual sign of annoyance. Where's all the choices, listeners? There are no choices in this book. It's, it's just, just a novel. I just I accidentally picked order. up a regular book. Damn it. Let's find <laughs> out. Um... The robot is mad. Security search reveals no hidden Minervians in the research chamber. They are gone. You look at Flip. He grins. Good riddance. They were pests. Stop or I will have demoted. Have you demoted? You heap of protoplasm. You low-level air breather. Rundoxel threatens between bleeps. You know this must be trouble. Rundoxel only says things like that when it's really annoyed. Now the robot continues speaking in its scratchy mechanical voice. The Baba Ram team is also missing. Same conditions. It need, I need volunteers to search for them. I will lead. Are you two with me? We will miniaturize and begin an atomic ray search process. All right. I regret reading this book. But we have reached the first choice. Yay! Woo! We can agree to go with Rendoxel on this 
search team of some kind. But he's kind of a dick. Or, excuse me, it's kind of a dick. I should watch my pronouns. (laughs) We can suggest that we should keep watch in the research chamber while our teammates search. So basically, stay behind. Or we and Flip can decide to form a separate search team. I feel like these physical books sort of really enjoy these choices of... Go with your friend! Go with authority figure! Hmm. Even though authority figure is kind of a dick. That was... uh, The Mona Lisa one did that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was kind of thinking of, where, like, those are kind of the way your choices are set up. Mm Mm-hmm. Should we go with the dick robot? That just put a different image in my mind that should not be there. Or... Oh, God. Should we stay behind, or should we go on a different search team with Flip? We seem to get along with him okay. Yeah. It's just the robot who's kind of a dick. I I still kind of feel like we should go with the robot. For safety's sake. Yeah, and... Like, the robot seems to have access to the technology that will put us into Tiny World, which seems important <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. We do need a manager to lead us. We can't just wander aimlessly in our job. Right. Yeah, we need someone to follow. Well, let's follow the robot to see where it goes, listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Rendoxel, you say. Lead the way. How about it, Flip? Flip nods his nicely shaped, nicely shaped head. Okay. Um, a little creepy. A little bit. Except for his lack of a nose and ears, he could almost pass for an earthling. He gets oxygen through osmosis, and his entire skin surface is his hearing system, giving him the equivalent of hundreds of thousands of microphones. He often claims to be able to hear atoms clanging against each other, but his wildest claim is that he can hear thoughts before they are put into words. You give a fleeting look at the communication tube that leads back to your comfortable little sphere. Then you join your two companions. The three of you pass by the mechanical guards and enter the research chamber by punching any complex 17-digit code on the digital lock. Your work on atomic structure is so top-secret that you need both guards and mechanical security devices. Click, the hatch opens. The research lab is silent and empty. On the desk near the laser miniaturizer are the remains of the Baba Ram team's lunch. You look closely at the sandwich wrappers. No crumbs. That's strange. Yes, people are missing, but no breadcrumbs. That's that's the strange thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. Switch on the miniaturizer, you say. They're not here. They must have miniaturized. I knew they'd get into trouble. It's still not safe to miniaturize to some subatomic size. They were too eager. Randoxel hesitates. Wait, Earthling, should we not research? Should we not search here first before the miniaturizer is turned on? So, do we agree with the robot and take a look around first or should we miniaturize immediately Mm. fuck research (laughs) (laughs) 
Onward into the breach. Yeah, let's let's just go. Screw the consequences. That's right. Damn the torpedoes. Full speed ahead. I will say that is one thing we ha- uh, this show on um, the show we haven't done before. We haven't had a uh, a fantastic voyage type story, which would be mm. kind of fantastic. We haven't really shrunk right. down yet. I did love that movie when I was a kid. I never saw the movie, but it was a good book. I never read the book. I didn't even know there was a book. Yeah, I think it's based on a book. I doubt the book was based on oh. the movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. Now I have to look it up really quick. Let's waste time, listeners. <laughs> we need answers. Answers! Oh, so the movie... Interesting. So the movie came out in 1966. But they also, while the movie was in production, they were like, hey, let's make a book, like a novelization based on the movie. But the book actually came out six months before the movie. Hmm. So a lot of people think that the movie was based on the book, but actually it's not. So I was incorrect. Oh. Interesting. 2001 A Space Odyssey is the same way. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the book and the movie were produced uh, concurrently. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Also, the book is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we chose to miniaturize immediately, correct? Yes. All right. Although miniaturizing is dangerous, you've learned that it is very useful in exploring the composition and structure of matter. We can't lose a minute, Rendoxel, you say. Time is crucial. They're not here. Let's miniaturize right now. Flip nods in agreement. You approach the glittering miniaturizer as cautiously as if it were alive. Carefully position yourself on the ground, or, or I'm sorry, on the round red spot where the miniaturizing beam will be directed. Will you put the machine on automatic flip? Thanks. A pleasure to be of service. He hits the dark blue automatic square and joins you and Rendoxel on the red spot. There is a brief moment of calm. A shimmering golden vapor cloaks all three of you. It feels warm and relaxing. When you look around, you are standing on a field of red rock surrounded by gigantic concrete cliffs. Towering above you is an enormous metallic object that casts shadows as far as you can see. It's kind of nice to have, like, a shrinking device that doesn't hurt you. It's usually like, you experience horrifying pain for half a second, and now you're tiny. (laughs) As opposed to, like, you are slowly dipped into a warm, comforting bath, Mm. and now you are tiny. (laughs) Let's see. Quickly, you orient yourself. You were quite careful to bring along an accurate map of the research chamber, knowing that when you are miniaturized, everything looks different. Hold on, wait. It is Flip. I can hear noises. They are coming from the west, from just about where the specimen cabinet is. He points over the hilly concrete wasteland that is the floor of the research chamber. Noises? What kind of noises? Be more precise, Flip, or you'll be removed from this team. You Martians are too vague. Jesus. A little rough. Wow. It's a little racist there. (laughs) Oh, Randoxel, ease up, Flip replies. You machine types are all the same. Output, schmoutput. 
The noises I hear are not humanoid, nor are they machine noises, nor are they the Minervians. They are made by something else. That information is not sufficient, Rendoxel still sounds cross. We must assemble all information input before taking action. You intercede. It's our only clue. Let's go ahead. So we can follow the noise or decide to follow Rendoxel's suggestion. I say we follow the noise. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like we were already kind of going that way before the choice came about. And now that we're tiny, I feel less allegiance to the robot because I've achieved my goal of being tiny. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do, robot. You're tiny. <laughs> Flip takes the lead, finding a path across the jagged, craggy concrete floor of the research center. You trip once and fall down. The concrete is sharp, and you are badly scratched. Rendoxel notices the blood on your shins and beams a healing ray at you. On you go. What would take seconds if you were your normal size takes hours in your miniaturized state. Stop. Be quiet. Flip holds up his hand. Rindoxel bumps into you, and the two of you fall to the concrete with a thud and a clank. What is it, Flip? I don't know. I'm not sure, but I can hear a sound coming from there. He points to a large tunnel-like opening in the wall of the research chamber. You realize that while the tunnel looks large now, it is really so small, you'd never notice it if you, if, notice it if you were bigger. Let's go, says Flip. Before you have a chance to take another step, six warrior ants march from the tunnel. They walk in tight formation at an angle to you. They form a perfect phalanx. If they were carrying shields, they would look like a Roman legion on patrol. Duck quick, you hiss. Fine, but where to, Flip whispers back. Flip is right. There's no place to hide. The craggy concrete cliffs are no protection from this fast-moving patrol. Then a second larger patrol emerges from the opening. The leader of the Rinpoche team, Logo, is walking with them. It looks as if he is a prisoner. Hey Logo, over here. But you can't finish your call to him. Flip clamps his hand over your mouth. Quiet! The marchers pass without appearing to notice you. Rendoxel squeaks quietly. Logo does not appear to be in danger at present. We should investigate the tunnel. So should we try to rescue Logo from the ants or investigate the tunnel? Hmm. Um, I mean, would we benefit from having a potential other partner? Or is it better to, like, hmm. forge on ahead, get as deep as we can, and sort of, like, spring everybody at once? Yeah, because I think there was a whole team of people. Plus, it might... We don't really know what we're up against right now, other than right. they're just ants. So it may be better to get more information first. Yeah, I could kind of lean towards going... Into the uh, tunnel. How do you feel about that, Jen? Yeah, that sounds good. You head off across the floor, leaving Logo a prisoner of the Ant Legion. 
he will have to take care of himself for now. The route you follow leads to a shiny metal tunnel. Rendoxel enters without a second of hesitation, and you and Flip follow. After what seems like hours of walking, you come out of the tunnel into an enormous chamber filled with digital control panels. They're being monitored by ants. You are invited in by an ant welcoming party. Well, lovely. Come in. Do come in. We have been waiting for you. It's about time. They have been watching you through closed-circuit TV from the moment you entered the tunnel. The speaking ant manages a graceful bow to the three of you and then continues on. This is an emergent or god. This is an energy tracking station, part of a universe-wide network of energy watchers. The ant waves one leg at the bank of ants watching the hundreds of multicolored screens lining one wall. You might say we are rather like your typical weather forecasters on the Earth-type planets. We check the flow of energy in the universe. We are trying to stop the evil Power Master and his deadly game of cosmic checkers. I completely forgot about the evil Power Master. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. For you to forget, and then you don't try to stop him. <laughs> Must be. You blink at him, him being the ant. Uh, as if blinking could help you understand. What good does it do to check energy flow, you ask? Oh, come and see if you like. Join a search team. The ant gestures towards several ants in spacesuits standing by jettison tubes, which look almost like soda straws waiting for takeoff, and each tube is a needle-shaped space probe vehicle. So we can join their search team, or we can choose not to join their search team. What? Join the search team? I'm sorry, are we about to get shot into space using a straw? Right? Who doesn't sign up for that? (laughs) We're gonna get sucked through a straw into space? Yes. Looks like it. Let's suck, listeners. Let's do it. Um... I'm game, let's go. You can't resist exploration of any kind. Even your parents call you an adventure junkie. You struggle into a spacesuit with difficulty since it was made for ants. I will stay here, Rindoxel says crossly. You air breathers take needless risks. Remember, we are trying to break the force of the evil power master, not sightsee the cosmos. Hey, don't leave me behind, Flip says. We Martians are every bit as curious as, and may I point out, probably braver than your average Earthling. The commander of the ant search team nods to Flip, and soon he is suited up too. He looks really funny. The empty tubes for the extra ant legs dangle loosely from his suit. If I look funny, you should see yourself, the head ant interrupts. This way, take seats in the viewing module, strap yourselves in. This is an extremely rapid hyperspace vehicle. With an enormous roar, your silver needle-shaped space pod is propelled into space through a vent tube that extends to the surface outside the lab. The ant commander is precise and careful in his commands. Accelerate to departure velocity, he orders. Decrease gravity device by factor 42. Bring space window into range. 
The other ants are well organized. They respond with speed and skill. The silver pod rushes through space, exits through a space window, and darts across the galaxy. Sure, yeah, space window. I don't know what I just read, but we're in space now. Where are we headed and why, you have to know. The ant commander turns to you. Energy should be evenly distributed throughout the universe, but unfortunately it isn't. The evil power master disturbs the flow of energy. He destroys what he can when he can. The evil power master exploits any and all weakness. Some places have more, others less. We monitor these energy differences. We hope to warn planet systems in the galaxy when too much or too little energy is available. When it is up to the planets to do, then it is up to the planets to do what is needed. The trouble is that no one ever listens to us ants. It's frustrating. You stare out the viewing port watching worlds spin by in a blur of silver, orange, red, blue. Suddenly, the space pod comes to what Earth types would describe as a screeching halt. What's that, you ask, the ant commander? Our sensors have picked up a heavy concentration of energy in planet F-32. We'll check it out. The ant commander confers with his subordinates. Confirm, confirm, dangerous energy level in F-32. Possibility of master, er, of, <laughs> of matter disintegration. Send warning, the evil power master lurks. You wish Rendoxel was here. How much time until F-32 disintegrates? The ant looks at you, shaking his head. F-32 is disintegrating right now. This very minute, we ants were originally inhabitants of a brilliant civilization. We were happily ruling our scrap of the universe when it disintegrated. It caught us by surprise. When our planet came apart, our ancestors were scattered throughout space along with the meteorites. We've been working at trying to stop these giant explosions for millions of years. No luck yet. He speaks sadly, and you nod in sympathy. At that moment, F-32 explodes. A brilliant light suddenly illuminates the void. You return with the ants to their home base. From now on, you will try to aid them in their work. Work identical to your own. You must save the worlds. The end. That was it? Uh, uh, uh? That seems like more of a beginning than an end. Mm-hmm. What happened <laughs> to the other team? Did they die? I guess we didn't choose to go with them, so we'll never find out. Well, what the hell, man? I will say, the Mona Lisa one was good, but I'm generally thinking, like, the books that we've done on this show have never really panned out the way we expect. Yeah. I don't know why. Because it's like the the signature series of like the entire concept. Choose your own adventure and then like yet those always seem to like fall flat a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think universe saving hyper scientific ant civilization is a pretty cool concept. But I also feel like like, that was a really unsatisfying ending. We've discovered that ants are the saviors of the universe, tracking this evil being that we're also tracking, except they've been doing it for a lot longer. 
you better help them out. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we did the tutorial mission, and then the video game was like, well, now you know the controls. Bye. And you're like, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, this was one out of 28 possible endings. Right. So I wonder if the... I wonder if the books like benefit more from multiple readings. Absolutely. Like you really have to like you have to do like three or four endings before you're like, "Oh, okay, I get it." I think that is cuz I think in the past when we've chosen even like one different branch, like it goes in a completely different direction. I think that's mm-hmm. where they start to show their strength a bit more is when you choose different options. The internet ones tend to be a generally tend to be a bit more not linear, but like one choice doesn't necessarily make a huge difference from another. I feel like the internet ones are telling different versions of one story. Yeah. Like there's some yeah. base series of facts that they're working off of. Whereas the books tend to be more comfortable with like, oh, you made this choice, so it puts you in a completely different universe almost yeah and there are some internet authors we have read that did that same thing yeah but i don't think i would read this one again (laughs) i i assume there is at least one there's got to be at least multiple endings where the ants really are some kind of overlords because they wouldn't call it prisoner of the ant people for nothing Right, yeah. We don't seem to be prisoners in this iteration. Like, we seem to be, like, helping out. Friend of the ant people. Right. So, listeners, I don't know what we would rate this, but we were underwhelmed. But if you want to read the story, go find Prisoner of the Ant People by R.A. Montgomery. I wish I could remember, like, a favorite from when I was a kid. And could be like, oh, I'll go find that one. And, like, we can, like, relive it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the title sounded cool. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it did. Well, if you think we sound cool, listeners, tell us on Facebook. At facebook.com slash G-Y-O-W podcast. Or tell us on Twitter at GoYourOwnWayPod. Yep. If you don't care about talking to us and you just want to listen to us, go to iTunes, go to the podcast section, type in Go Your Own Way, and click that big old juicy subscribe button. Or whatever it says that implies the same thing. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. (laughs) You know you want to. Mm-hmm. Next time, I won't be reading. It'll be my thing. turn. It'll be Eric's turn. Which I feel like I'm about fifty-fifty on, honestly. On what? On like choosing good things. I feel like I'm, oh, I'm about fifty-fifty. It's hard to tell though, because we don't read them before the show, right? So how are you supposed to know? And like, I really liked fish fillet. It was super weird, but like... Yeah, it was good. I was kind of into it, yeah. You know what we need? We need like... What do we we need, need an intern for this show who researches stories and reads through them before giving them to us 
And then that person would be like, hey, this was really, really good for the show. Yeah. But but then we still wouldn't have read it yet. I think that's what we need. Absolutely. If you want like to be our intern, <laughs> if you want to be an, un- an intern for the show, tell us on Facebook or tweet us, whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter what social media you use. All right. Bye. Bye. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>